It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday to you. This is the Locked On Reds Podcast. I'm James Erpine. Great to have you in. A lot, a lot, a lot to get to on today's show. And thank you for making us part of your day. We're on iTunes, Locked On Reds, Megaphone. Check out LockedOnReds.com where we have a bunch there, including every single podcast and a look at Homer Bailey and how important he could be to the 2018 Reds. A lot to get to today. Great to have you in. Had a great second week of the podcast, and uh, that's all thanks to you on Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked on Reds. If you're new to this podcast, it's simple. We bring you Reds content every single day. Usually it's around a 15, 20-minute podcast just to keep you up to date, give you the latest scoop, the latest insight from Red Spring Training, and then when the season starts, we'll continue that as well. Missed Friday. We're back at it today, and we're back at it with a lot. You're going to hear from Marty Brenneman and Jeff Brantley, Reds Radio Network, coming up in just a few minutes. You're also going to hear from Scooter Jeanette in today's, uh, during today's show. I want to start with this season. Because this season is something with the Reds we can all agree. Whether you're high on them, whether you're low on them, whether you're in the middle on them, there's question marks. There's question marks with the Reds at the starting rotation. There's some question marks in the bullpen. There's some question marks in the infield. There's some question marks in the outfield. There just is. There's uh, And that's just how it's going to be until the season starts and the Reds can figure out answers. That's why they weren't that active in free agency. Big reason why they need to figure out who's good and who's not, what young players can cut their teeth in the big leagues and play at a high level, and the ones that can't. And to me, I want you to brace yourself because I was hosting a news radio 700 WLW on Saturday night, and my co-host Chick Ludwig was he was like, oh my God, Robert Stevenson is awful. He's a bust. It's over. And I thought he was overreacting a little bit to a an outing in which Stevenson was certainly underwhelming. Pitched one, I think one and two thirds innings. Gave up a couple of dingers and sure looked bad. Doesn't look prepared. Doesn't look ready. Um, but regardless of that, regardless of how you feel. Be ready for it because there's going to be even like I would think that this season turns out well for the Reds if 60% of their question marks turn out to to be good and you get a good answer to 60% of the questions surrounding this team. If 60% of their starters stay healthy and pitch well, 60% that so three out of five of whoever starts the year, if you're telling me three out of five of those are the guys that, that can do it, well, that's great. Robert Stevenson might not be that guy. Scooter Jeanette might take a step back. Jose Peraza might prove us, uh, some of us, right, that he, some question whether or not he could play shortstop. So to me, 60%, if you get 60% of it right, this that's a win this year. So that means that there's, at minimum, in my mind, 40% of these players are going to underperform or be underwhelming, or not play well, or be considered bust, or have let down years. So when Robert Stevenson goes out there and struggles in a spring training game, and it's a big deal, I get it, I totally understand, he's a first overall pick, well, he might end up being a bust. <laughs> we might be getting to that point, and I know we don't use use the term bust in baseball as much, but that's that's where you're getting to, and uh, during the, the Reds broadcast, here's Marty Brenneman and Jeff Brantley 
on that exact thing, here's uh, it, it starts with Jeff on their thoughts on Robert Stevenson and how he was pitching. Well, you used to give guys a little bit of leeway early in spring training, whether they were hitters or pitchers. In this day and age, in 2018, everybody comes to camp ready to go. Yeah. And if you're not ready, then you look like this. And he's high with that pitch, and the count's two and two. Well, you are almost at the point now. Let's be honest about this now. This kid was drafted number one seven years ago. It'll be seven years in June. And sooner or later, those involved with that draft have to admit we made a mistake because he has certainly should have been in the big leagues long before now. Here's a pitch. And he reaches and fouls it back, does Freeman, to keep the count at two and two. I mean, graduated from high school school and being drafted out of high school, notwithstanding. Six years is a long time to be in the minor leagues, especially when you're a number one draft pick. It is. And that, that's Marty Brenneman, Jeff Brantley, the Reds Radio Network. Sure, it is. But I'm prepared for that. I'm prepared for some of their decisions to be wrong. Some of the moves they've made to not work out. It's part of a rebuild. And I get it. He wasn't drafted during the rebuild, and he was supposed to be a big-time uh, a big time contributor at some point, especially being the first pick. But for every great first pick, for every great fifth pick, for every great first-rounder, there's a bad one. He might be one of the bad ones. I mean, that might be the reality. Totally understand it. On the other side of this, while you have a Robert Stevenson who you were hoping would make the rotation and be maybe that fifth starter and prove that he could live up to the billing and the expectations— you can also have a guy like Tyler Malley who's so far performed well. Amir Garrett so far performed well. Here's Marty. Here's Jeff on Tyler Malley. Every time Tyler Malley takes the mound, there is something that he does that I'm impressed with. And that is? He keeps the ball off the barrel of the bat. That's pitching. It's not about how hard you throw it or how great your breaking ball is in the bullpen. It's during the game. Hitters come to the plate. A lot of these hitters are unfamiliar to him, and he's still able to read swings and make adjustments. Foul ball back. Well, you don't really know it, nor do I or anybody else, how the rest of this spring is going to go. But I'll tell you one thing. When they talk about rotations, you could make a very strong argument that this young man is indeed one of the five best starting pitchers they have in this I, game. I would say so. I, I, I think that he is a major league pitcher. Right now. Yeah. Check swing on a pitch away. That, however, does not mean if he should go on and continue to pitch well in, in the spring, that still doesn't mean he's going to be no. on this club and no. be in the rotation. No, it doesn't. But I sure like him. Fastball is up and in. You know, they're Luis Castillo and Tyler Malley are two different types of pitchers. Castillo, a power pitcher. Malley changes speeds, moves the ball around. Both of them have great stuff. But the one thing that they have in common is you would never know. Foul ball to right. You would never know if they're 0-2, 3-2, game going great, game not so going great. They have a tremendous amount of mound presence. And both of these kids really spent the majority of their time last year in double a yep it's marty brennan and jeff brantley on the reds radio network and there's your answer look this season i don't care where you came from i don't care if you were acquired via trade i don't care if you were drafted it doesn't matter all of that is irrelevant 
can you give me five good starters? Or three really good starters? Or two very good starters? Or one ace? Whether it's Luis Castillo or Homer Bailey, Anthony DiScafani, Amir Garrett, Tyler Malley. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Brandon Finnegan. Five guys. Robert Stevenson can be in that mix if he earns it. If not, Tyler Malley, you're in. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. Like, the last thing I'm worried about is whether or not they got their pick right. What I care about is what they're doing now and getting the answers they need. I need to know if Robert Stevenson's good or not. If he's not, it's time to move on. Honestly. I don't want to worry about, oh, can Robert Stevenson be a fifth starter next year? Who wants to do that again? Who wants to be having who wants to have all these questions surrounding the pitching staff again? Who wants to potentially be talking about a new manager but worried about question marks all over the diamond again? This answer is about answering those questions. Some of those answers aren't going to be fun. Some of those answers are going to be bad. Some of them are going to say, "Yeah, Reds, you got this one wrong." Part of it's admitting it when you see it, and it might be time for the Reds, especially if this continues. Robert Stevenson to admit they were wrong. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. Make sure you check out the website, LockedOnReds.com, your one-stop shop for all things Reds. Looking for writers, by the way. If you want to write for us, you can email me, JamesRapine at ESPN1530.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today here on the Locked on Reds podcast. Let's get to something that I thought was really interesting. And Scooter Jeanette caught up with uh, WLWT News 5 here uh, in, in Cincinnati. And Mark Slaughter is the one who posted this on his Twitter feed. And there's two different clips I'm going to play for you. This first one is Scooter Jeanette on, because he's from here, he's grew up a Reds fan. Scooter Jeanette on the rebuild, on what Joey Votto said about the rebuild, how Votto said he was sick of it. You can scroll back and listen to their original podcast if you want to hear Votto's comments. But here's Scooter Jeanette's reaction to it, his thoughts on what Votto said. You know, even being over with the Brewers before I was drafted, like the, the you know, I was pissed off watching, <laughs> watching some of the stuff that I was watching as, growing up as a Reds fan. And I think that's what Joey's kind of say is he's, we're not happy with what we've been doing. The fans aren't happy, um, which rightfully so. And, and the only way to change that is, is with that type of attitude that we are not going to accept this anymore. And and that's the way it's been since day one in this camp is we're not going to accept this. We're not going to be, uh, you know, content with just being average. And, and the Reds uh, nation, like people like to call it, um, they don't want that either. They're not going to be satisfied. And that's why there's not as many people in the ballpark as there used to be. And that's up to us. Um, that's up to us. That's up to... It starts from the top, from the front office all the way down. Um, but we can control those things. We're the ones going out there, busting our butts every day to win, and, and we're in control of that. So, yeah, you know, it's going to be nice an opening day when the stadium's packed, but it's we want to keep those fans in the stands because that's going to make us play better. When there's that energy and that, it's that's how baseball should be. You go to a game, a uh, spring training game in, in Mesa when the Cubs play, there's 20,000 people there. It's a game. It's fun. There's energy. It makes you play better. So that's our goal is to fill the stands. And when we're filling the stands, we're winning. And that's what we want because we are. We don't want to lose. We're, we're tired of losing. And, and that's how it should be. Every team might say those things, but it's real over here. It's really real. 
I was born in 1990. It's the last time the Reds won the World Series. You know, that, that's, you know it's, it's time for that to change. That's Reds. Utility man, second baseman, whatever you want to call him. Scooter Jeanette to WLWT, Mark Slaughter. Um, it's interesting. By the way, quick note, I was born in 91, so I've never seen a Reds World Series. <laughs> Lucky him. Neither is he, obviously. He was born in the year they won it. But with that said, um, how can you not like what he said? I, I completely agree. Look, they're sick of it. And that's something I think as as fans just in general, you, you think, oh, well, they get paid. They, they must enjoy it. Not enjoy it, but they're fine. They, they get the big checks. They can deal with it. But, man, have you ever worked for a company that was maybe losing a fight or losing the battle or losing against a competitor or multiple competitors? I mean, that's what it's like. To me, that's how I look at it. I I hated losing at recess growing up. Whatever, four square, flag football, two-hand touch football, uh, basketball, anything. I hated losing. I, I remember having teachers comment to my parents during like parent-teacher conferences about how freaking uber quiet I would be in class and then how I would lose my mind at recess because I wanted to win. That's at, that's at recess. You think the, the major league level, those guys, because of the checks they make and the money they make, that they're not uber competitive? I guarantee it. I bet you, like, I bet you Joey Votto's the kind of guy that wants to win at everything. He wants to win at everything. Now, naturally, baseball is probably his best attribute, but it's not like he probably doesn't love some ping pong or something like that, right? Everyone has, like, their their thing. They're, we hear about these athletes all the time. So, yeah, I I hope it happens. Look, I hope they turn it around this year. And it's just it's going to be a bumpy ride. There's going to be times when Scooter Jeanette goes over 20, and we talk about him here on the podcast. And wonder if maybe they need to do something with Jose Peraza or Eugenio Suarez. Maybe move Suarez to short because Peraza is struggling. Or maybe, oh, Devin Mezzarocco is playing well. Maybe he needs more playing time. There's going to be ups and downs uh, all around with this season. There is. Because there's too many question marks. Here's how I look at it. There's too many question marks for this team to have a smooth year. <laughs> to have a consistent year. They're going to flash sometimes with all their talent and and skill level, and there's going to be times when we say, well, look at Brandon Finnegan. And I bet you there are other times where we're like, man, Brandon Finnegan is getting shelled. Look at Amir Garrett stepping in. Look at Tyler Malley. Like, there's going to be times when some of those guys step up. Heck, Bailey could be one of them. And other times when you're like, man, Homer Bailey was not worth that contract. You just hope that the good outweigh the bad. It's the bottom line with this Reds team. Can they get more wins than they did last year? And can we get some answers and hopefully more good than bad answers when it comes to this rebuild? Scooter Jeanette's from here. Here he is on his favorite thing about Cincinnati. My favorite thing about being being in Cincinnati is the Cincinnati Red. Wow, that's you're asking a guy that that's a really, really tough question for me to answer in just one type of thing. I'll tell you right now. The biggest thing is uh, I was born there. I have a lot of family there. I have 18, 19 first cousins. And and being able to be in Cincinnati for whatever it would be, 90 days out of the course of the season is great for me. I can spend time with my family. I actually have quality time with them rather than coming in when I was with the Brewers for a couple of days and you know really not having the time. 
Um, I would say that's number one is just being able to spend quality time with my family. Um, yeah, you got a personal side of it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And, but man, I could go on and on. I mean, Skyline Chili. Uh, I mean, just the 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 whole fact that I grew up, you know, as a diehard Reds fan. I blew out numerous birthday cakes to to in wishing that I would play for the Reds, and now I'm doing it. So, I mean, I could go on and on. I'm just so thankful and blessed to to be here and to have some impact on the team. And I'm gonna take full advantage of that. That's the dream. You only hope that for Scooter, for the Reds' sake, for our heck, Reds' fans' sake, for this podcast' sake, that the Reds are good, man. I want them to keep us entertained this season. And uh, maybe Scooter Jeanette could double down on what he did last year. Quickly became a fan favorite, hit 19 home runs. I believe it was 19. And uh, had overall a, a career season. Maybe he could continue that. That'd be huge. And that'd be one of those question marks, one of the good sides of the questions for the Reds. Can Scooter Jeanette pick up where he left off last year? That's something that they would certainly love to see. So it'll be interesting there. A ton at LockedOnReds.com, including every single podcast. So make sure you check that out. If you're new, thank you for listening. You can subscribe on iTunes, Megaphone, working on getting on the, the other platforms as well. And if you're looking for your Bengals fix, make sure you check out the Locked On Bengals podcast as well. I'm on Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked On Reds. Also, email me, James Rapine, at ESPN1530. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We'll have a big week of shows ahead, including if you like Chad Dotson, if you liked last week we had Doug Gray on RedsMinorLeagues.com. And if you missed it, our most listened to episode so far is Jonathan Mayo of MLB Pipeline. He was on last week as well on Thursday. Go back and listen to that. That's certainly worth your time as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. Week three of Locked on Reds. Well, it starts now. Thank you so much. And until next time, until tomorrow, I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Reds Podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 